When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back for another video. It's been a while. In this one, we're going to talk transfer plans, chip strategy, and we'll discuss some takeaways from the game week. Let us know in the comments how you're getting on. Let's start with Brentford, who beat Forest 3-2 and in Mark Tony's return after eight months off. Eight million, and he's in 3.4% of teams, and he found the back of the net from a free kick. It was a pretty cheeky goal. He moved the ball while the ref wasn't looking to find a better angle. And there was another goal for me, and Wood also netted. It was a really impressive first game back for Tony. He got man of the match and he took three bonus points despite a yellow card. He's got Spurs, City, Wolves and then he's got the double game at 25. If he can continue his form over the next couple of game weeks, he could emerge as a popular pick in game week 25. Though as we know, it's a brutal double game week. They've got Liverpool home and then City away. Brentford and Burnley were the first two teams to have a confirmed fixture in blank game week 29 though, so that also favours Tony. Tony scored three direct free kicks since the start of last season, which is the joint most of any player in this period, Will Prowse also with three. Let us know, are you considering Tony or not? Newcastle 2, Man City 3. Blanks from Alvarez and Foden, but another player marking their returning style was De Bruyne with a 12-pointer. He only got 20 odd minutes off the bench, but one goal, one assist to win the game for City. It should be noted that he looked pretty knackered from his cameo. He could still need a couple of weeks to get his match fitness up, so benching against Burnley game week 22 wouldn't be entirely surprising. Though again, as we know, City have got a double game week 25, both of them home games against Chelsea and Brentford. That's not for another four weeks, so he's absolutely going to be a factor when that week rolls around. The difficulty for a lot of teams is going to be squeezing in Salah, assuming Liverpool get the double, and then also squeezing Haaland and De Bruyne. You could sacrifice someone like Saka, who isn't a lot of our teams, but Arsenal faced Burnley that week, so that's not ideal. Alvarez and Foden both took six shots that game, which was the joint most of the game week. An unfortunate blank for us owners, both played 90 minutes. Gordon scored a well-taken goal, and he finished on seven points, 14th return of the season. Arsenal 5, Crystal Palace 0. This one a really frustrating watch if you had Saka captain like myself. An absolute ton of attacking returns across the board, but none for Saka. Gabriel stole the show though with a goal, assist, clean sheet and two bonus points. I'm a bit unfortunate not to have a goal rather than the assist, with a header bouncing off Henderson and into Palace's net. A tough watch if he opted for another defender or Raya for defensive coverage. Gabriel trails Saliba by only six points over the season now, despite missing a few games at the start. Arsenal's 3.21 expected goals top of the game week, and Palace's 0.35 xG bottom. Does this make Saka sell them? As a reminder, he's still the fourth top scorer midfielder, and they face Forest next game week. Martinelli also scored a brace, but it was off the bench, and Trossard also scored. He started left wing. No teams has got more returns off the bench than Arsenal this season. Captaincy was a tight one. Well done if you went for Palmer, who scored Chelsea's only goal versus Fulham from the penalty spot. Don't beat yourself up too much if you got captaincy wrong. Ultimately, it was just a penalty that decided it, and very unlucky not to pick up a single return from Saka in a 5-0 win if you went with him. That's the way it goes sometimes in FPL. Palmer's 1.53 expected goal involvement top of the game week among all players though. A big chunk of that of course coming from the penalty. 4.2 mil Gusto starting to right back again for the fourth game in a row and kept a clean sheet. It was Chilwell's first game back as well, his first minute since game week 6 with 20 odd minutes off the bench. It remains to be seen how Pochettino uses him. 
Even before the injury, he was struggling for starts with Colwell favouring the left back. Something to keep an eye on if you've got Colwell, though you probably won't start him next week against Liverpool anyway. Got a great graphic here from Losers AV Losers, which stipulates the blank gaming 26 percentages. As a reminder, Chelsea have got around a 74% chance of blanking in gaming 26, as do Spurs. Liverpool and Luton with an 80% chance of blanking as well. So we have to plan carefully around the blanks. Gaming 29 also going to be a blank game week and the biggest of the season. Another graphic from him here with the percentage blank likelihoods. This is useful now because unless you plan to free hit that week, you'll need to aim to field 11 players or as many as possible. It's certainly going to be a very popular week to free here, but there are other opportunities to use the chip, such as Gemic 34, which will be both a blank and a double consecutively, or Gemic 37, which will be the biggest double of the season. Everton and Liverpool have the biggest chance of being a blank in Gemic 29, followed by Brighton and Man City. Man United, Sheffield United, Wolves and Bournemouth also have a 70 plus percent chance of blanking in 29. Gemic 29's blanks will become clearer after the FA Cup games have been played. Burnley and Brentford's the only game currently definitely going ahead in Gaming 29. We might only have like 5 games on that week, and this is where chip strategy is difficult, because in theory, you could free hit if you can only get 8 or 9 players out, but on the other hand, if there's so many key assets that aren't playing that week, then the game will have a very low ceiling, and therefore a double gaming might offer a higher ceiling, and you just roll with the punches in Gaming 29. We'll talk chip strategy lots in the coming weeks, so make sure you're subscribing. So Man United 2, Spurs 2, a really good game if you had Pedro Porro and Richarlison, with Porro whipping in a corner that the Brazilian scored. Rashford also scored for the second game in a row, three returns in his last three, with an assist before that as well. Werner came straight into the starting eleven with Kulisevsky missing out of illness, and he actually had a pretty good debut, picking up an assist, he took five shots, four in the box. Likely to be a bench player though more often than not, so avoid him. Given the chance for Spurs to blank in both Gaming 26 and 29, they're a reluctant buy right now in general, unless you can plan around the blanks. That was Anana's last game for Man United for a bit, he's off at AFCON now. Liverpool 4, Bournemouth 0. Really impressive result given that Salah, Trent, Endo and Sobersley all missing for Liverpool. Both Darwin and Jota scored a brace, and Jota also picked up an assist for a massive 19-pointer, biggest score of the game week. Darwin finally cashing in on his XG. Bradley played in right back in Trent's absence, and the former defender actually assisted Jota's second. However, Trent's got a good chance of being back in game week 22, so avoid. Liverpool moved 5 points clear at the top of the Premier League table again. It's certainly not too late to consider Darwin or Jota, particularly if they get the double in game week 25. Though they are likely to blank in game week 26, so it's a pretty tricky period to manage. And of course, Salah's return date could have an impact on their minutes. Klopp's favoured front three could end up being Darwin, Jota and Salah. Diaz failed to have much of an impact again, and he has struggled this season, and understandably so. He hasn't scored since Gameweek 11, and just one assist since then. Moving on to the team and the transfer plans. In goal Edison, who is expected to be back for the Burnley game. His injury substitution versus Newcastle was due to a gash in his leg. Saliba, Estupinan, Trent in defence. Again, it's hopeful that Trent will be back for Gameweek 22. The midfielders were Charleston, Palmer, Bowen and Saka, and up top Solanke, Alvarez and Watkins. One free transfer this week, 7.2 mil in the bank, which is enough to sell any forward to Haaland, or any of Richarlison, Bowen or Saka to Salah. This week it's really going to ultimately depend on Haaland's availability. Having missed the Newcastle game entirely, it's a bit of a concern that he might not be fit enough to start even if he is back. But if declared fit, the plan would be to sell Alvarez for Haaland. It's very close between selling Alvarez and Solanke. Solanke's got three really nice games ahead, he's got West Ham, Forest and then Fulham. Though Alvarez does have good fixtures as well, plus the Dublin 25. 
At the back of my head, I wonder what Alvarez's minutes are going to look like once De Bruyne and Haaland are back for C and they're basically full strength and attack. The loose plan would be to sell another one of them for a budget forward in game 24 or 25 to fund Salah anyway, so ultimately both will have to leave the team, it's just in which order. Egypt looked likely to progress out of their group. Rob TFPL's put together a useful graphic which has the odds of when Salah could return. Just a 12% chance that they failed to make it out of their group, 43% chance of being back gimmick 22 or 23, but adding the two odds together, 68% chance of being back gimmick 24 or back 25 at the latest. So the loose plan for the next few weeks is a forward to Haaland, and then to get back to Salah it would be Bowen to Garnacho or Makati, and then Richarlison to Salah and Solanke to Archer. It's a bit tight for money, and I might need to sell Pinnock down to Branthwaite for the extra money, and let's buy Makati instead of Garnacho, he's only 4.4 mil. I have actually considered bench boosting in Gimmick 22, because the bench is to Bravka, Pedro Porro, Gordon and Pinnock. Though Pinnock's got Spurs, so I'd only do that if selling him, and if Haaland's back then he'll be brought in so I wouldn't bench boost. Gonna think it over more and then discuss it in the team selection video when that's out. Let us know in the comments how you're getting on, what your transfer plans are. There's more great content to come for Gaming 22 so make sure you subscribe him. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.